Martha Quinn, and if you're listening to this like I am, we're stuck in the 80s. Awesome. Oh, my God. I know. Awesome. Steve's starting to weep. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the peer pressure. I'm a nerd, and, uh, and I'm here tonight to stand up for the rights of other nerds. The health issues. I find out that I have um, simplex 10. And the sensitivity. Like all of a sudden, I don't feel like hanging out every night. I don't feel like hitting on women. I don't even feel like drinking milk out of the carton. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. Hey, gang, I have waited my entire life to say these next words. Today, we talk to Martha Quinn. Yeah, we do. Hey, this is Sean Daly, the music critic from the St. Petersburg Times, and I can honestly say that Steve was quivering like a bowl full of jelly as we we (laughs) talked to Martha Quinn. Martha, as everyone knows, was one of the original MTV VJs, and these days, she's the host of a serious satellite radio show that she'll talk a little bit about during an interview. It's called Martha Quinn Presents Gods of the Big 80s. This is the Lord thy God commanding you to obey my law. Do you hear me? Yes, I hear you, I hear you. A deaf man could hear you. What? She uh, also just came out with it. She's also the name and face of a brand new trivia game called The 80s Game with Martha Quinn, and she's going to talk a little bit about that. We hit her with some questions from her own game. And, and we, we stumped, stumped her. her. But then, because she's Martha Quinn, she's a superhero, she turns it around on us, and she stumps us. Let me ask you something, Sean. Was Martha Quinn, I mean, I mean, a lot of people have said Martha Quinn, best VJ ever. I mean, do you agree with that? <laughs> best, best. Yeah, I, I guess I, I would. VJ, I mean, VJ. I, I, make, I, make, yeah, I make a joke with Martha Quinn that uh, her voice is essentially ingrained in my DNA. And when I heard her, I had this big grin on my face because we grew up with her, you know? And and she's absolutely personable. She's exactly like there's not a single. I mean, she's a you know she's a star and a big name and icon, but there's not a single air of snootiness or anything about her. She talks to us like we're old pals, yeah. does she not? It's really really great. It's it's a really really great fun interview. But yeah, she's the best. I mean, and she even says that she read somewhere that somebody said that they were the Martha Quinn. Years, the eighties, and you can say that you can make an argument for. I, I would change the name of the podcast to "Stuck in Martha Quinn," but I don't think that's going to go over well. <laughs> oh, well, listen, uh, it's a great, great interview. Um, we just kind of started chatting to show you how casual and fun it was. We uh, there's no formality really to this interview. We just started talking, and we just kept talking, right? You know, so you won't hear any ham-handed. You know, hi, Martha Quinn, welcome to the podcast, kind of nonsense from me that you normally hear. She's, she's absolutely adorable. Her, um, she's, a, she's a proud mom now, and uh, as well as being uh, very busy. But you can also hear her kids giving her trouble right. towards the end. It's very, very cute, and it's really a lot of fun. So without further ado, let it rip. She is the original... Oh, I can't <laughs> even... This is, hor- this is horrible. Ready? Here we go again. Hey, she's one of the original. Record my show too. <laughs> I know you should see how how painful it is. We've we've done about a hundred shows now, and every show still feels like uh, episode two or three sometimes. Okay, can I tell you something about that? Go for it. I read a quote by David Lee Roth that made me feel 
so much better about this very issue that I wrestle with every week, too. And that is, David Lee Ross said, the way you get a stage personality is through thousands and thousands and thousands of hours on stage. He didn't just walk out on stage the first time he played or the first hundred times he played and be that snappy, kick-ass, you know, fast-talking dude. That took years and years and years. So every time I do a show, just like you, I go, okay, I'm getting closer. You know, Martha, do you feel obligated to reference David Lee Roth? I mean, you guys, like, every hour, like, you guys are so linked, aren't you? I um, have an endorsement deal. Every time <laughs> I mention him, I, he sends me 100 bucks. You know, you, your your voice is essentially ingrained in my DNA. I really? think. Well, growing up with you, like the, actually, you know, Steve, forget about it. forget about doing the intro. But um, what you know, I, I was going to ask you because Steve and I, I'm 37, Steve's 40. Right. You know, we're not really aging well, and no, I just you are. Seven. I, I know, and it's I just using your voice. I, I I just wanted to. I, I was wondering. I'm like, I think Martha, you must have guys come up to you all the time and say that you were their first crush. Does it happen a lot to you? No, this is what happens, and it's always a double-edged sword to me because I know people are trying to be nice. I know they are, but it always like has a little, uh, you know, kind of funny aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Is it when somebody says? Oh, Martha, I used to have the biggest crush on you. Uh, I was like, oh, you, you, oh, so who do you have a crush? Just a typical female. Oh, really? Well, who do you have a crush on now? Yeah, Bastard. it's backhanded. Yeah, Bastard. see, but but you know what, Martha, you have that that Dick Clark blood in you where you don't age. Yeah, you. I know. You still look as adorable and cute as you did twenty years ago. Thank you. I'm I'm a little like. I'm afraid that I'll be like Dick Clark and be like, oh, no, you know, people won't love me if I don't like, look like a teenager. And I'll go down that road of getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of plastic surgery <laughs> so I can hang on to that. <laughs> I got to ask you, you know, when MTV started 25 years ago, well, I guess it was 26 years ago next month. Um, do you think anybody at the network or even among that first group of VJs could foresee that you would really become the, the face of, of, M- of the network and really the decade? God, that's an, um, you know what? I've got to congratulate you because you are the first person to ever ask that question. Where I thought that you were going to go was, did you foresee that MTV would last this long, which I've heard a million times. No. <laughs> but this is a very interesting take, and may I say I like it. All right. We're off um, to a good start here. Good job, Steve. Yeah, I'm gonna I I'm going to pass like out it. now. <laughs> God, did they foresee that I would be on the face? You know, it's funny. I, I will say that every once in a while I'll read an article, and if they're talking about the 80s, I've actually seen them referred to as the Martha Quinn years. Wow. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's incredible! It's amazing. No, I, I'm quite sure that nobody had any idea because, you know, I was just some goofy kid, you know, off the street basically, and it just it just worked out that way. I I, I can't explain it. It's just it's, what can I say? It, it worked out, you know, great, and I'm honored, and that's just fantastic. lovely. Is it- is it almost a weird burden in a way? I mean, to to have that really fall on you. I mean, you you are the eighties. I mean, the eighties years. Well, I try not to drink and drive, so that I don't <laughs> let the eighties down. I try to be a good role model. No, I I, I get. I, you know, I never thought of it that way. 
I don't think so. I think that it's, I, you know how I feel about it? It's so great that I do, for example, my serious show right now. It's because, you know, and I have the 80s game with Martha Quinn. It, it's totally reconnecting me with this group of people who I really feel like we came of age together. And I'm not one of those celebrities. This will probably shock you to hear this, but who's mysterious and alluring. This may further shock you that I don't have, like, that Angelina Jolie <laughs> kind of, uh, you know, slithery rap about me. I'm very, very approachable. I'm very, like, friends with everybody that ever saw Duran Duran. And I love that I have this opportunity to get out there and reconnect and say, hey, how you doing? God, I've got kids now. What about you? It's wonderful. It's great. Right. Martha, the, you know, Steve does, uh, you know, I helped Steve out with this Stuck in the 80s show. But um, since he started, it's going on about, what, uh, two years, Steve? Two years, yeah. I mean, the passion that I see that these people listen to it, and he also has a blog, and it's really kind of blown up. And it's just this undying loyalty that, that people can go there, and they can they can hang out, and it's like they're all friends. And sometimes I'll play the villain on the show where, God forbid, I'm stuck in the 90s or I've moved on, you know, and these people are like, you know, get Sean out of there, you know. He's a creep, you know. If he doesn't believe in the yeah. 80s, I mean, you know, in a way, I mean, you're you're pretty much the same thing. What, what, what is Blink One Eighty Two here? Yeah. <laughs> what is it about that decade, right? I mean, I know you've heard that question before, but I mean, I'm not sure if we pinpoint it. What is it about the '80s that has such an allure to people? I'm not sure. It is people are passionate about the '80s, and I mean, it's such a great time for you know the '80s game with Martha Quinn to come out because. It's really wild. I almost look back on it, and even though there was, you know, it was Reaganomics and the Reagan years, and there, there was a lot going on in the world, there was also a lot of real hardcore optimism. Right. You know, everything from Garbage Pail Kids to the Smurfs to the Safety Dance, and there was, it was kind of, um, I don't know, what do you think? Do you think the 80s were a safer time than they are now? For sure. It was, it was uh, you know, my brother was in the military during the 80s, and he was never in any kind of combat situation. It was always considered a peacetime. Right. And, you know, I hope I'm right. Somebody listening to this is going to go, she's such an idiot, doesn't she remember? <laughs> but as far as I remember. Right. But, um, you know, it wasn't like we had the war on terror at that time. Yeah, it definitely was, but I don't think that's what it is. I think, first of all, there's a time, people always love the period of time, this is my theory, that they grew up in before they, they took on adult responsibilities, before they were driving, before, you know, their formative years. You know, when you're a tree growing up as a sapling, you kind of grow around what you're up against. And you always love those years. But I do think that the people who grew up in the 80s are more passionate about the 80s than any other decade. You know, more passionate about people were about the 50s. When the 50s came back, it was kind of a kitschy, cute um, revival, but more like, oh, aren't these clothes wacky? People love the 80s. They do. You know, your answer parallels exactly what Rick Springfield said when we, we had a chance to sit down with him last year before one of his shows here in Tampa Bay, and we asked him that question. And it's, yeah, it's, what it's did free, you say? the same exact thing you said that, that, you know, people identify with the music from the period when they're in their formative years. And, um, 
he just and he also talked a lot about the Cold War being the last safe war we ever had. Ah, interesting. So I'm I'm, I'm going to steal that if you don't steal mind. Rick's. Yeah, yeah. you and Rick. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, I, but I also think I'll give credit to the music. The music was fun and it was catchy. And you I got know, it was fun and catchy and um, upbeat. You know, that's partially due to synthesizers. But you know what? That's true. But at the same time, if you think about it, we had all the goth music, so part of it wasn't that way. But I, it's funny. What music from that period do you did you really? What did you really listen to back then? What music? Well, you know, I firmly believe there's an East Coast West Coast divide on this. People who grew up on the East Coast are firm Bon Jovi, Aerosmith listeners. <laughs> West Coast. Oingo Boingo Depeche Mode. Interesting. Oingo Boingo. I think I'm the only one on the East Coast who ever listened to Oingo Boingo. <laughs> yeah. The very few people will cite Oingo Boingo as, as an influential band to them from the East Coast, but give them Bon Jovi and, you know, these guys are playing 10 nights at, at, in New Jersey. They're playing 10 nights. That's crazy. People on the East Coast love their Bon Jovi. People on the West Coast love that more, you know, K-Rock uh, type of band. So, yeah, I said that. My husband just walked out and said Depeche Mode. <laughs> you know, the Oingo Boingo Depeche Mode uh, route. And what were you listening to back then? Bon Jovi, Van Halen, Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> yeah, come on. You, no, listen to you listened to one Dexy's Midnight Runners song. You didn't ri- listen, you know. Yeah, but I listened to it over and over and over. That was back in the day when you could put on a single on your turntable and, and switch the mode to repeat. Right. <laughs> I play... Come on, Eileen. Over and over and over. My neighbors must have thought I was insane. I love that song. All right, Martha, I don't know if there's a question in your game or not, but can you name one other Dexy's Midnight Runners song? Um, hang on. I'm not walking over to <laughs> Oh, you are totally. All right, but that's all right. We'll let you do that. You're Martha Quinn. You can do whatever you want. Ah, what's another Dexy's Midnight Runners song? Um... Eileen, come on. I told you to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> you could say anything and I'd believe it. Yeah, I think that was you it. Know. I think uh, Tura Laura. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Right. Um, when you're in the car these days driving around and uh, Hungry Like the Wolf comes on, do you leave it on or you turn it off? Leave it on. Do you leave it on? Don't you? Yeah, we I turn guess. it up. We turn it up and then rip yeah. our shirts off. And uh, yeah, hungry like the wolf. <laughs> All right, let's ask um, Martha. Reflex, gotta turn that one up. Yeah, that's good. Let me that's let good. me ask you a quick Planet question. Earth, gotta turn it up. Let me ask you. I want to ask you um, because I know you got this new game coming out. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, but I was just uh, driving home the other day and I heard Naked Eyes. Always something there that. to remind me. I was cranking that baby up. I love that. My kids were like, "Mom, turn it down." <laughs> quick, name another Naked Eyes song. Ah, oh, come on. Hold on. Hold on. That's easy. Promises, promises. It of was course. a big hit. Of course. <laughs> I, I got to ask you about the uh, the game that you're doing. Was it, uh, I mean, there's a couple other games, 80s games on the market there. I mean, did you, uh, how'd you come to the decision to, uh, to, you know, lend your name and face to one of them? It was such a cool idea. I mean, it, this is the crazy thing. This is why God bless the internet, not only for TMZ.com. I got an email at my at my, I don't know if it came into my website or into Sirius, but I got an email. Hey, we're from Funkytron. We're we're putting, you know, we're making. I mean, the '80s game was already a very popular board game. You know, we want to see, we want to bring it up to the digital age. And uh, do you want to put your name to it? I'm like, hmm. I could have so easily, you know, my finger was poised over delete. Like, ah, I don't know what this is. I thought. You know, let me call these guys. And it sounded so cool. I was way into it. And I can't believe, you know, back from the days of 
Frogger and Pac-Man and Space Invasion, you know, Space Invaders that now I have a video game. That's right. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right. I, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't have to put on a, you know, strap on some laser guns and get in front of the blue <laughs> screen and act like I was like, you know, it could be kind of cool, like me out there with, with, with uh, you, Sean, somebody from the 90s. No, I don't like Blink-182. That'd be cool. All right, this is the moment you've been dreading. I'm, I'm going to ask you a couple questions from your game. Okay, go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Year 1987. Yeah. On Miami Vice, this real-life singer first appears as Crockett's rock star girlfriend, Caitlin Davies. On Miami Vice, this real-life singer first appears as Crockett's rock star girlfriend, Caitlin Davies. Wow. Okay, let me just remind you that in the 80s, I was working. <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot of time to watch TV. Um, and I must say, Miami Vice is not a chick show. All right. Okay, I'm going to give you a clue, my, though. my caveat. I'm going to give you a clue. She Harry dated... Harry Nunn from Berlin. No, she dated Prince. A Kim Basinger? No. Sugar Walls. There you go. There you go. The 80s game with Martha Quinn stumps everybody. Sheena Easton. Sheena Easton. Go ahead. Go ahead. Next. All right. We'll give you an easy one. No, no. Go ahead. Give me your best shot. (laughs) You're being great. No, you're being good. Uh, Okay. The B-52s. All right. This is also, uh, this is 1989. Uh, See, that's a little late for you, though. Anyway, no, the, go ahead. You can give it a try. The, but the B-52s, you're going to have to sing this to yourself. It's getting or, dangerously close to Nirvana, but go ahead. The B-52s released Love Shack, a song that describes a faded sign by the side of the road, which states that it is this distance to the Love Shack. Love Shack, baby, Love Shack. How far is Love Shack from Love Shack, baby, Love Shack? There, there's a science of Love Shack coming up in... A faded sign by the side of the road that says... Blank miles to the love yeah, shack. Yeah. Faded time by the set. My husband and I are going like, um... The answer to that question is 20 miles. 15, 15. miles. No, no. And they originally <laughs> wrote it. They wrote 20 miles. But then they had to go back and rework it. If you see a faded sign at the side of the road that says... You are so good. I, I have to I believe even, you. Like, I don't you're even like care if that's true. <laughs> I, 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 it's closer than Planet Claire. It's a, <laughs> it's a remix. <laughs> hey, you know you're um you're you're a proud mom. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and are you raising your children on '80s music? Oh, this is a painful subject. Oh, interesting. Painful subject. My daughter is heavy into Fergie. Really, Gwen Stefani. Gwen, Gwen Stefani's all right. Cause I, I think actually I, really like Gwen Stefani. I I I was saying the other day that the, the most unbelievable words escaped my lips, which were, you know, maybe we should get this Gwen Stefani album. I really like the Squeed Escape, and I'm like, who who am I talking to? <laughs> but my son, if we're scanning the dial, if he hears Led Zeppelin or Quiet Riot or Van Halen, it's like stop, stop. I want this. I want this. I want rock star music. So it's a divide here. We have a divide of the sexes. Oh, One wow. side is going on with, um, you know, Beyonce, God forbid, and the other one is sticking true to rock and roll. You know what? I just reviewed the the Beyonce show in Tampa Bay the other night, and yeah. she was playing this place called the St. Pete Times Forum, which seats 20,000 people. Yeah. She had about maybe 
three, 4,000 people. <gasps> oh, that must have been so hard for her. But you know what, Martha? You know what she did? She came out and she nailed it. She did like two hours. She could have pulled a diva. Yeah. And she could have tanked. Oh, that's awesome. And she came out and she worked her butt off. And yeah. if you saw that, you probably saw the footage on. Is that where it happened? No, it was Orlando. It was a couple oh. days later when she did the header. And God bless her there, too. She I kept know, going. I know, I know, I know. That's fantastic. But, you huh. know, I know a lot of people don't, you know, I, I was just impressed. I thought that was pretty professional. Very because, professional. You know. Very professional. There you go. I, I don't particularly care for her music. Like, she got this song, uh, something about, well, some of that work up on it. And yeah, oh, uh, get me bodied, that one. I want to watch your work up on it. I'm like, okay, you know what? <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a little bit more about MTV. I'm just kind of curious. You know, back, yeah, I mean, you, you got to do a ton of interviews back then. I'm just kind of curious. Was there anyone who really sort of, I mean, we all know about the, the David Lee Roth interview, you know, that you had that didn't go well. Uh, you know what? I was so young, and I was like, that David Lee Roth... All he does when he does interviews is he just dances around the questions. He doesn't answer anybody. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nail him. He's not gonna get away with anything with me. And you watch that interview; it's so awful. He's like, yeah, blah blah blah, doing his David Lee Roth tap dance, and they cut to me, and I'm just sitting there like I'm <laughs> like I'm interviewing Osama bin Laden. And there, he must have been thinking, who in the world did they stick me with? Get me J.J. Jackson quick. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've since learned to love Dave's interview style, which is interviewer asks whatever they want. Dave replies however he wants. <laughs> were there any other interviews you had back then that were really stand out memory-wise that were really great stories? Or Well, you know, I interviewed Bob Dylan and everybody, oh, including wow. his children, who I met backstage, said, did you see Don't Look Back? He really doesn't like being interviewed, you know. I was so frightened of this guy, and he was... <laughs> So wonderful. He was great. I finally got to meet Paul McCartney, which was ah, a total dream. And he was, you know, completely wonderful. I almost found that the bigger the celebrities, the nicer they were. So, um, you know, Frankie goes to Hollywood. They came in and Mark actually interviewed them, and they were total dicks. Wow. Totally. So, and Mark actually at one point said, look, do you guys even want to do this interview? I mean, what, you know, what's your deal? So, um, but the bigger guys, you know. So the bigger guys. the star, they kind of treated you well. Yeah, because they, they, they're not trying to pull some kind of trip. But that, that being said, you know, tons of newcomers were awesome, too. Like, you know, the Go-Go's, who I'm still friends with, and, and the Stray Cats, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, most people were just absolutely great. But, you know, you tend to be great when the camera's on. Right. Did you hear Belinda's French album? I didn't hear it, though I do hear it right. Can you hear that noise? That... Uh huh. Do you hear that noise? That it's being put into the sale racks at Tower Records. <laughs> Very it's, sorry, but I, I actually did click through some of the songs, and, and I thought it was got, pretty good. Got decent reviews. Yeah, she worked with Brian Eno on a couple. I reviewed yeah. it on the blog. I, I gave it a good review. Yeah, it was kind of atmospheric, kind of different. Say bien. <laughs> you know, Belinda, who I had a magnifique. Oh, Belinda Carlisle in the Our Lips Are Sealed video was my dream girl. I just loved her in that. But she's, and I love her, and I think she has a great voice. She's had a lot of work done. Oh, really? Had a lot of work done. Uh, Looking a little weird. But I love Belinda. See, that's that, that's that want to stay a teenager thing. It's very hard to combat. I know. Tell us real quick about your serious satellite radio show. It's 
called Martha Quinn Presents, Gods of the Big 80s, and it's a whole lot of fun. It's a 60-minute 80s extravaganza, sort of a joyride back to that decade that we all love. And can you please cut that tape and send it to me? Because I have never given such a succinct rap. <laughs> that was really good. How that came out of my mouth just now. I was going to compliment you on that because I figured you say that every time yeah, you do the show. Yeah, like I say it all the time. But um, I was like, any second now I'm going to stumble. But I didn't. I made it all the way through. Um, and it's just, we do it here in Malibu. I do a lot of talking about TMZ. In fact, I was just saying today on my show that I'm addicted to TMZ. I've got to see who Jessica Alba is breaking up with. I could not tell you a single movie that Jessica Alba or Jessica Biel or any of these Jessicas, I, 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 don't, I, don't, know, I don't even go to the movies. I don't even watch TV, but I, I'm addicted to this stuff. I know it is. I am too. Crazy. I hate myself for it. I've got to see the latest on what's happening with Lindsay Lohan. What's happening? I watched Access Hollywood last night, and the first five, ten minutes was all about how Access Hollywood got this text message from Lindsay Lohan where yeah. she said she did not do drugs. It was somebody else's. Right. Now she's saying she was wearing somebody else's pants, which is just brilliant. A brilliant You're defense. Kidding. But, um, oh, it's so bad. You watch, you know, you, all day long I go to the sites, then you, you, you watch the yeah. shows at night. And I hate it at night because then nobody's updating, but you know what I do at night? Then I go to the Daily Mail over in London, and I see what, they're, what they've got cooking. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm addicted too. But, I mean, these are the days of, of people being famous. I know. I, I, was, I, was, famous, I was thinking about that no on the wood. I, I was saying to Nina Blackwood, you know, we missed the era of tabloids because, you know, if, if tabloids had been around back then, we would have been right there on, you know, Nina Blackwood, day two. <laughs> yeah, hey, um, um, real quick, we're, we're big Van okay. Halen fans. Oh, oh, you want all 80s, you want music questions. No, what? No, 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 no. You can talk. You're Martha Quinn. You have the greatest voice ever. You can talk about whatever you want. You can... Okay, here's one of my favorite 80s trivia questions, but it's not 80s music. But... Okay, go ahead. 1986 World Series. Do you know who was in it? I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. Okay. Bill Buckner. <laughs> don't, I don't no. even, okay, even want to go forward with this. No, go ahead. Not Bill Buckner. What was the Mets? It was Mets Who Red Sox. Was at bat. Uh, when the ball went through his legs? Correct. Mookie Wilson. Ah, you're good. <laughs> you are so good. Martha, you don't understand. I wept. I, I grew up in a little and place I'm called West. New York. We were. I'm doing an interview, my darling. <laughs> a newspaper. Um, that's my Fergie fan. <laughs> um, okay. What song has the lyrics? We'll get higher and higher. Straight up, we'll climb. We'll get higher and higher. We'll get higher. Oh, I know this. It's uh. So, baby, dry your eyes. <laughs> oh wait, what the heck no. is that? I can't sing, oh, Martha. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Maybe that. That's Van Halen yes, with Sammy yes, Hagar. Yes. Oh, we'll get higher. Is that dreams? Yes. It, oh, where okay. do you? S- what movie is this from? Questions? Yeah, I've got a question. Does Barry Manilow know you raid his wardrobe? Oh, come on! Oh, Breakfast Steve. Club. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. You're gonna. That was good. Don't, okay. don't mess with the bull, Martha. You get the horns. <laughs> Did Jack, Janet, and Chrissy live? These are not from my game, by the way. I just made. I, that, I live for trivia. It's somewhere, I really it's do. somewhere I in Southern things. California, well, isn't it's it? Re- it's Venice. Is it Venice? Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Same as you. What is Chrissy short for? Oh, that's something bizarre. Chrysanthemum. Um, 
No. Sorry. What's her last name? Snow. Oh, oh Christmas. Christmas. Christmas yeah. Snow. Oh, right. Okay, name all five new kids, and then I got to go. Oh, I asked somebody this question once on, on Steve's show. Um, it's uh, We can't do that one. I know I can't remember. Uh, no, yeah, it's jo- can. Jordan. Yeah. What was his brother's name? Uh, it's another. The, the, the Knights. Were they the Knights? Uh, yeah. What were their names? You got Jordan. Oh. <sighs> Was there, ever, was there a famous new kid that came out of there? Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg. Ah, Donnie Wahlberg. We're really bad with the new kids. We oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You, uh, look, but you know, Knight. Martha Quinn, you're so savvy. You turned it around on us. Yeah, I had to. So you are, to. you are triumphant. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys so much. You are great. Thank you so much, Martha. Okay, thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Take care. So there you go. Martha Quinn, Steve Spears, Sean Daly. It was a love connection. I'm still uh, a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. Uh, I sh- we should tell listeners that you. she called in, not her handler, but she called in herself, and Steve picked up the phone, and seeing you, the, the look on your face when you realized it was Martha Quinn calling, it, it was really, really adorable, and you were kind of nervous and flustered a little bit, you know, like, hee, hee, hee. I get I get nervous before we do just about any interview, but I think today, easily the worst I've ever been as far as not being able to control what was coming out of my mouth at times. Ew. <laughs> Good thing you're right. You know, she's, she's only 48 years old. Uh, you know what? She's Like I say, she's got the Dick, Dick Clark blood in her. She's When she's 90 years old, she's still going to look like she's a pixie, and, and she's adorable. And that voice of hers, oh, Lord, it's, it's the cutest voice ever. Right. You know what I wanted to ask her about? And... Um, it sounds like she was having some some family issues as the the kids are running around. But you said that she had recently recorded a podcast where she um, talked to Alex Van Halen. She bumped into Alex Van Halen, the Van Halen drummer, in a grocery store in Santa Monica recently. And if you go to her website, which is MarthaQuinnOnline dot com, you can uh, you can see her most recent podcast, and that was uh, was right there at the top. It was kind of interesting because she's she's still very much a fan, like we are, of the '80s, and so you get this you, this overwhelming wave of enthusiasm when she's talking to Alex. Just you know, oh my God, it's Alex Van Halen, you know, just like you and I would be, except for we wouldn't have the guts to go up and talk to him. I might. Why was that group us together? I'd be, I'd be I'd be like slinking over to the produce section and trying to examine <laughs> produce. Yeah, yeah. You've, you haven't been in a produce section <laughs> section for twenty years. <laughs> what was your point? There was a point to this, wasn't there? Oh, I just was curious. I've heard rumors that Van Halen, it's going to happen, the, the tour. And I wanted to ask her if he had uh, hinted that maybe they were going to get back together again. I hope they will. With DLR. But no, what I took away from that, too, is, is the same thing from the interviews, that she really is a fan of, of that decade. She's not tired of it. She really loved that music. And it was genuine. I think that was, that was what made her so likable on, on air, on, on MTV, is that she, she was really genuine. You know what you see was what you got, so I like that. I it, it really makes me wonder: Did MTV could could anyone have foreseen the impact she would have on the network and the decade and the people she talked to? And then and, and today, even her, you know her talking about how she still is so addicted to eighties music. I mean, that really made me feel good. I mean, I would think I would have been a part of me would have died if she'd said, "No, nah, no, nah, I really like to listen to uh, you know Justin Timberlake now." Yeah, but it's, she seems like she's, I mean, obviously current. I mean, she's hooked on all that 
That gossip, too. Yeah. Well, anyway, her, the new game for her that uh, she's pimping is the 80s game with Martha Quinn. If you want more information on it, check out our blog at blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. And uh, you'll see when the release date is. And maybe get a couple more questions from the game. In the meantime, Sean and I, I don't know what, what we do with today now that we've talked to Martha Quinn. Can we just kind of call it a day and yeah, get some Let's hot wings? The- <laughs> <laughs> like every other day. Uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, thanks for inviting me to that. It was fun to talk to Martha Quinn. She's cute. <laughs> cool. Well, anyway, we'll be back next week with an entirely new show. Until then, Sean, me, Martha, the three of us, stuck in the 80s, my friends. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. To read our blog, go to blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. Email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. <laughs>